welcome to Chadman and Robin. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. And we're both, you are talking very quietly. Uh, Sorry, I have a frog in my throat. Oh, okay. Uh, we're both talking more quietly than usual because it's currently like midnight. It's yeah, 11.44 and our roommates are asleep upstairs. Um, say something really quick. I thought I did levels, but if this is how quiet you're going to talk, I have to really figure oh, this out. Oh, well, uh, doing it right on air. Great. Okay, I yeah, love that, it. That's fine. That's where you're at. Okay. Um, okay, so we're doing this episode basically for like two people. Um, well, for, for, <laughs> One every, <person>. for everybody, <laughs> but um, it, it for for like a year now since the movie came out um two people in particular have been asking for us to review wonder woman good what yeah Ooh. uh casey Scheibe has been asking us forever to talk about this movie <laughs> uh john has mentioned it once or twice and adam has mentioned uh, it several okay. times he was mostly interested in our black panther review but um, we did that last week, kind of, or not, not last week. The we week didn't before. like dig in. No, we really didn't, but I hadn't seen it in, <clears throat> in a while. So I wasn't exactly sure what to say about it. Your tea's done by the way. Oh. Um, so we tried to rent, we started, uh, started out by going to our old reliable voodoo to try and rent Wonder Woman, but it wasn't available for rent. So then we went to Amazon and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't available for rent. So we went to Meyer, and it had been both the blu-ray and dvd copies were sold out so we came home and we just bought the fucking thing <laughs> and uh we watched it with our roommates tonight so uh tonight tonight's episode since it's so late uh we're only going to we're not going to do lost girls this week we'll resume our our deep dive on alan moore and melinda gebby's lost girls next week and uh some more it came from the short box this tonight <laughs> we are doing only our Wonder Woman thoughts, and I'm so fucking nervous to do this. Oh boy. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So first of all, Bird, what are you drinking? I am drinking a citrus chamomile tea. Yeah, it smells amazing. Uh, I have two things in front of me. I have some Gypsy Cold Care is the name of the tea. I have some tea for after I finish my main drink, um, <laughs> which uh, tonight I am drinking Barbancourt Rum, aged eight oh. years, Reserve Special. It's a Haitian rum that I picked up from Beverage Company. I have some right here if you want. Oh. Um, it's got... I'm cooling it with whiskey stones because I wanted it just a little bit chilled, but I didn't want to dilute it oh, since today really the good. first time I'm drinking it. Oh, it is. It's really, really, really mm, good. It's very vanilla-y. Uh, yeah, so tonight I'm drinking Haitian rum. I highly recommend it. Um, mm. So maybe I'll slam this really quick and we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about Wonder Woman. Okay, for starters, before we get into this. Um, Should we do like big picture things first and then kind of get into the nitty gritty? Yeah, and but I also think that we should sort of mention uh, we both had to really work hard to come into this movie with an open mind and like a blank slate because um, based on that heavy sigh, I'm sure you can tell, uh, Bird has been very opposed to this movie for I've, a very long time. I've been wanna, avoiding it. Do you want to talk about your feelings on it before we actually talk about your experience with it? Because y you came into this movie with a really specific mindset. Um... I really tried to be open about it. Um, I, I wanted to like it. Um, I wanted I wanted to like it um, from the beginning. You know, I, I wanted to have a Wonder Woman movie that I felt was um, worthy of the character and like all of the love and admiration and just she's such a fantastic, strong character and. Um, as a feminist I wanted it to be a great feminist movie to inspire little girls you know and it has done that so I guess I should step back and you know not everybody has to see things exactly like I see them and not yeah. everybody has to have my type of feminism but well the yeah the movie it was ex an ex uh, it was a big success they're already making a second one everyone seems to love it i have not heard one bad word about it from from the people that i talked to about movies um and it does seem to be like a big uh, especially like feminist film in the way that black panther was like a smash mm -hmm. um they did something on hollywood babylon recently where they they were talking about how 
Black Panther is a legitimately good film, but also it's an important. I mean, it's amazing. It's also an important and good film for cultural reasons. So it's like a social yes. film. It's good as a social film, but it's also good as just a movie. Um, and the, the thing I keep hearing about Wonder Woman again and again is like, oh, it's a great, it's a feminist triumph. It's a fem- great feminist movie. Directed by a woman. Right. And yeah. so what was it? You mentioned kind of you wanted it to live up to all that love, all that the things, but are you actually familiar with the comics character or did you just have um, an idea that you wanted it to live up to? You know, this is this is a problem that I have had with a lot of female characters from comic books or nerddom mm. coming to screen um, because I have sort of a vision of how I imagine these characters. Okay. And it's just like when you read a book. And you have a picture of this character in your mind and then you go see the movie and it's nothing like you personally imagined or you talk to somebody about it and they're like, oh, I picture that totally differently. Um, I think I just have a very, very different way of looking at it or, 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 or my, my expectations for Wonder Woman, okay. for Catwoman, mm. for like Catwoman and the... Um, played by Anne Hathaway. It was just like the biggest shit show in my opinion. Really? I, we can talk about, we can do those movies someday. Cause I loved Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. I thought her performance was excellent, but I, I well, my question is, is are you familiar with the actual character of one? Um, I'm, I don't think I've read any of the comics. I'm familiar with her from the cartoons. JLA. Yes. Okay. So is that, that, is that the character that you were trying you were hoping this film would live up to? Yeah, she's she's just very um in the comics or in the um TV show she's very like um very mature and very wise and mm-hmm. very self-assured. And I mean, we're getting a much much younger character here. So kind of, it's yeah. not really fair to I guess judge her by those standards, but she she holds her own with the boys in she's the considered cartoon. one of the big three right yeah yeah in, in the comics as well yes um that's we can do that after lost girls we'll do grant um grant morrison's earth one wonder woman but um let's oh you know that's not true i have read maybe one or two like jla comics not oh, right, specifically right. Okay. wonder woman so She's in if there. it's my JLA comics, it's Grant Morrison's run, and he does Wonder Woman really well. I think so, yeah. Um, okay, so let's dig into the actual film. So, because we actually watched it, mm-hmm. you. So it's not. This isn't just you. You came. You didn't just have your like tre- like trepidations or doubts. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it on the podcast. You actually were like like um, sort of hostile to the movie when it came out because yeah. it's been out for over a year. Um, and you were, you just didn't, you hated everything about it without that you could possibly have hated without having seen it, having seen the movie were all of your dislikes and, and, and was your animosity warranted is I guess what I'm asking. Um, I, I guess we should start with, did you like the movie? No, I wouldn't watch this again. You wouldn't watch it again? No. Okay. Okay. So, so I feel pretty indifferent towards it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just, um, I have a note here about just the film in general. Um, I felt like the plot was messy. Okay. It was almost like, um, they had too many writers in there. There were three working. I think who worked on the Um, story, including Zack Snyder. So, uh, what I said is, um, plot had too many moving parts to be effective, too many bits quote unquote the island growing up and the training portion and like the history of Themyscira and the Amazons um the actual the war happening and her introduction to the world of humans Mm. and that kind of thing and then the Ares versus Wonder Woman like um um I'm having a brain fart what's that called when you you? have like a (laughs) When you have like Jesus, a, it's so hard with your volume turned <clears throat> so high. Every I can hear every breath. Sorry, it's okay. Um, when you have like a, um, I just I can't think just of it, describe it. Give me something. <laughs> Give me anything at all. Um, like when somebody says something Bo- that's going to happen uh, in the future. Impressions, uh, foreshadowing. No, like a a big like specific moment. Like everybody was talking about. You can't tell her this. You can't tell her that because she is. Uh, 
um, like an oracle would have a thing to say about something. Um, Man, like we're really not. It's kind of like premonition. I have no but it's idea like, what you're talking about at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just going to so, move on. Okay, sure. And I, then um, the whole like the ragtag band of heroes thing. Okay. So I th- just, there were like a lot of moving parts. And if they could have focused on fewer or like streamlined it or something a little bit, they were just like, it was a hot mess. See, I didn't. I think that this movie, this movie's very long for starters. This movie's yes. two hours and twenty-one minutes long. Um, and I think that what some of what you're seeing is the one of the big problems. My tea is done. Hmm. Um, what what this movie suffered from is the same thing that a lot of superhero movies suffer from, which uh, especially the DC, bloating. No, not bloating, but the origin story. Well, the first time out the gates, you have to tell the audience who this character is, how they came to be, what their powers are, what motivates them mm-hmm. before you can even start telling a story. Right. Because the, especially with superheroes, they all have that origin. We uh, we did that. It came from the short box a couple of weeks ago where they just kind of tacked in Daredevil's um, origin when he's oh, like, like eight times. Well, yeah, but the big one was like a like a like a half page sequence where yes. he's like reminiscing. Yeah. But you have to do that. Stan Lee believed that you had to do that every issue because every issue was somebody's you could first. Have new readers, right? That's what I like about the Chris Nolan Batman is the. The, the origin story is told in a compelling way in the first film, and then they never touch it again. There's, like, occasional references to, like, your parents are dead or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's never, like, okay, let's yeah, go ahead, I, sorry. I feel like there could have been a better way to, to do it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just didn't think it was cohesive. Um, I will say that... I think I was sort of poisoned a little bit by your negativity towards the film Sorry. over the last year. That's okay. Um, so, but I really worked hard because I do a film review podcast with another friend of mine, Measuring Flicks. Go check it out on iTunes. <laughs> um, I, I'm getting better at coming into films with an open mind, like really trying to like reset blank slate no matter what I've heard about them, no matter what my preconceptions are. And I actually liked this movie. I didn't, I'm not like loved it. I'm not, I'm not super pleased that we spent eight, Would you watch it again? $18 on it. I would throw it on if I was just like kind of chilling out, you know, if I was having a couple drinks and wanted to watch a superhero movie, but didn't mm-hmm. want to like, you know, go through the, the ringer of like the like Tom Hardy's Bane or mm-hmm. Heath Ledger's Joker, I would throw this on as like kind of like a fun superhero movie to just watch. You know, if they had just like done half of the things, you know, like if they had like done the really compelling um, origin story and like whatever the Amazons, blah, 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 done that story or yeah. done the this is her first outing into well, the world event, blah, 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 blah. DC. Aries. We should talk really quickly about DC and Marvel because on the whole, now there are some exceptions and not everything is like, a, is absolutely like smash it out of the park, but Marvel on the whole does great every time out the gates. DC on the whole, as obviously, Shits the bed. well, obviously the Chris Nolan Batmans are a huge exception. Those yes. are fucking incredible films, but DC pretty much every time out the gates shits the bed is a great way to say it those movies suck the dc movies are not good the marvel movies are a blast Mm -hmm. um i actually thought that the of the dc films that i've seen since chris nolan's batman trilogy which is it's superlative this is the best dc movie that i've seen since the batmans what other ones have even come out superman oh jla suicide squad uh, the uh, Wonder Woman, and I'm not sure of any others because I've just oh, the and JLA then there was a Batman v, Batman v Superman oh, as oh, well. But I think oh. that this is the but the, what, that is a common complaint for all the movies is they suffer from bloat. They're bloated. They're that's just, what I said. I know that's what I'm that's I'm reaffirming. That yeah. is they're they're packed. There's too much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, when you mentioned it, I realized that this movie actually has two full films in it. Yeah. This movie should have just been this movie should have either been just the World War 1 stuff with bare minimum touches of 
like just like she hints of explanation. We don't even need to see Themyscira in this movie if they reference it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we could have done just a World War One movie, but more compelling, I think, and I would have preferred to see this, especially with the popularity of movie, of like TV shows like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see a whole movie set on Themyscira. Yeah, there's tons of stories that yes. you can set on Themyscira, and we were introduced to a bevy of really really awesome, interesting, characters interesting characters who all just died on a beach for no reason yeah to get us yeah. into like this gray drab world however that is i think that also is i think a positive um i had two really quick notes i wanted to share one mm-hmm. dc's opening credits suck they're not good we, we talked about it that you know how they have the the little the stingers at the beginning of movies like marvel uh what marvel used to be is it would be the sound of flipping comic oh, book pages yeah. and then it forms the m yes, and yes, usually yes, the yeah. the pages that you're seeing are the character that you're right, able to watch the right. movie of yeah. and you're fucking jacked like right now we're talking about it we're excited <laughs> dc's is like here's like a, a video game looking Batman like throwing a batarang here's a video game looking Superman here's a vi- oh yeah it was yeah. like weird it's just they're not good they're they're mm-hmm. not good yeah um I have a lot of positive things to say about this movie so if you don't don't panic everybody I will defend this film in just a bit but also the sound design in the beginning of this movie is <sighs> dog shit I couldn't I, I uh, normally we watch like TV or movies our TV is set for like between like 18 and 20. Mm-hmm. I had the volume up to 50 and I couldn't tell what Princess Diana was saying yeah, I, at was, all. Yeah. And it, it was, was like, and it it's, I think partly it's Gal Gadot's delivery. I don't know if she yeah, was. Yeah, it was like really breathy. It was like, like yeah, her yeah. accent. I was like, what the fuck is it she It wasn't saying? the accent. It was like someone, it was like the director told her to do sexy voice because that's exactly what it was. It, like, okay, so you're introducing me to a, like this strong female character, and mm-hmm. by the way, I do think that she is, and I will, I will defend. I really think that this is a positive movie, um, and I think this is a good step for for writers, for directors, and just for filmmaking in general about how female characters should be treated. I loved what they do. We did. know if the writers were female. Um, the story, I think, at least two of them were men. Zack Snyder is the top credit for story. I don't know about the actual script writing. I mm. wasn't like IMDb. I wasn't yeah. all over the IMDb on this one. But um, the opening credits, she's. She, I really missed the setup of the movie, and there was nothing I could do. I could have turned on the subtitles, but yeah. I, I don't really want to do that. You know, I want that theater experience, and it's not usually a problem. It shouldn't have been. I had the TV like jacked. It was blazing loud, and what we got was like. I was in a man's world and I saw a man and his name and then it was in a Themyscira and then it was power of a god like I mm-hmm. it was that mm-hmm. to, I, you would yeah. catch like little snippets here and there when she would enunciate but it, it sounded like like a, <laughs> I was gonna make a really inappropriate comparison. I, it sounded like a like a introduction to Fifty Shades of Grey or something. Yeah, like a dramatic reading of like erotica. And I'm like, what am I watching? I don't understand. Anyway, you just think about Wonder Woman erotica. I did. Yeah, I saw your eyes, and I was not mad about it. Um, I really liked that you noted the moment th- the the moment that I checked back into the movie because that kind of bummed me out. I'm like, ah, okay, lead in credits suck. I don't like the setup where, where the whole f- mm-hmm. I'm immediately mm-hmm. you're like, oh, the whole movie is about to be a flashback. Yeah, we're gonna bookend it. I understand. Oh, I have a comment about the bookending. Yeah, go ahead and read that. Um, oh man, I didn't. I I was hoping. I no, because I would seen the trailers. I, I knew it was here. all World War One, so I knew we oh, were gonna do. Yeah. we were gonna be in flashback land for the entire film. Go ahead. Um, I understand why they bookended the film with the current day stuff. Um, they were really just prepping us for the JLA film. Mm-hmm. It was just a here's the backstory so we can go to the JLA film. Mm-hmm. And I was really disappointed about that. I was like, why can't it just be an origin film? Now I do want to say I, I want, there were, okay. Like seeing a Wayne enterprises truck. Okay. I really enjoyed the modern touches, but just so, doing a different movie. Right. Yeah, I know. But like I, 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 part of me wants to give slavish praise, but it's the same thing with, where when I turn on Netflix, when I when I watch The Green Arrow, right, I'm I'm watching a TV show about a comic book character that I saw when I was a kid, and when I was a kid reading these stories for the first time, like seven eight years old, mm-hmm. there was no 
tell there was no, there was like the like 60s Batman and the Batman movies the Tim Burton Batman movies and like some goofy but there's no there wasn't comic book content like that mm-hmm. and it was almost unimaginable that was going to happen so when you see like real high grade actors on screen when you see fucking Tom Hardy and you see um oh shit I'm why am I blanking on his name the guy who plays Batman in Chris Nolan's Batman he's in the machinist he's Christian Bale Christian Bale thank you Jesus Christ when you see those guys committing fully and giving nuanced performances about comic books mm-hmm. it's cool and it was cool to see like oh th- that's her Batman computer oh mm-hmm. here's a note written by Bruce Wayne oh shit mm-hmm. but totally unnecessary and also that's a cheap framing device that's not good writing yeah that that turns that is the the movie equivalent of and it was all a dream because it's all a memory so you know that there's no stakes whatever's gonna happen happens she gets you know she survives it you know she survives it and yeah like okay and gets a really ritzy job at the Louvre we'll talk about Chris Pine by the way but oh god okay hang on I probably should read that thing yeah what thing? The bookended thing. Did you not read that? Oh, I did it already. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. No, I probably should insert just a little um, addendum, I guess, here. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman was never my hero growing up. So I don't have like a patina that I'm seeing this through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I wouldn't even consider myself now a very big Wonder Woman fan. Okay. I'd like to be, but I'm not. Um because Batman was always my number one. I never right. like reached out for a female character like this. So I'm not I'm not really seeing it through that like nostalgic view at all. Have you ever read uh, I have set well they're in my short box, so eventually we'll get to them. I have a, a very long run of Batwoman. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with her at all? The, I the, just know that she, isn't she also called Huntress? No, I think that the at well, one that's a point, different part of the Bat family. Yeah, Batwoman is there's Batgirl, which is like mm-hmm, fun, mm-hmm. like fun young. I know she's red and black, and she's a lesbian at least in the new ones. Batwoman is yes. Yeah. Um, the new Batwoman comics are cool because she kicks ass. She's like a take no shit. She's strong female lead, mm-hmm. but also very psychedelic. There's like ghosts and witches and like hauntings and shit. Yeah, I read it's a like couple of the new ones. Supernatural psychedelic yeah. Batwoman. It's pretty fun. But back to, it's so weird, like, trying to talk about Wonder Woman, you just get distracted by things you like more. <laughs> um, I wrote down a couple of examples here. Let's address the the elephant in the room. Not the elephant in the room, but the biggest complaint that you had the whole time. And actually watching the movie, I had a massive problem with this as well. Oh, did you? Gal Gadot <gasps> weighs, like, 90 pounds. She's just, it's, it's, there's moments where like she turns her head and you can see like every bone in her shoulder and she's veins in her neck. She does. You had, and you made a really good point. Like the, some of the other women on the mascara are thin. Wait, but no, but like they're, they're skinny and sinewy, but they look strong. They look capable. They don't look soft. They, they just look like, like that lean, sinewy, Very like, yes. warrior women. Yeah. And they're, they're And they thin. do also have like bulkier, not like really like yeah, defined that, muscular, but like strong looking. In the training. Like strong woman. Well, in the, yeah, yeah. in that, that first training sequence, which was pretty cool. I, I didn't like the CG in this movie. Oh my Marvel, God. Marvel, I fucking I'm not, I'm not going to just keep like sucking Marvel's dick this whole thing, but Marvel does CG really well because they use it super sparingly where they can and when they do use it, they blow the fucking budget out to make sure that it doesn't look like a video game. This movie looked like a video game. Every time they did CG, it looked bad. I have one note that's just too much CG. Yeah, all all over the place. And so extensively. They're they're not even... unnecessarily. Well, they weren't even using it as like a... Because, okay, sometimes there are things that can't be done in reality. Or sometimes it's cheaper to shoot with a green screen and put a a background Mm -hmm. in, right? Or it's just safer for your actors or whatever. But it wasn't even like, okay, let's let's do this practical and put in a background. Or let's do this practical and, like, add some gunfire with CG. It was Mm -hmm. like, let's fabricate literally everything on the screen, including the actors, and just make this all CG. And Mm -hmm. when you do that... There is no way to make it look like anything but CG. 
and it just looked shitty sometimes yeah. in this movie. And we bought the HDX too. We watched this in 1080. It wasn't yeah. like we were watching some garbage copy. The CG looked like crap. It's not the worst. I mean, and yeah, this is very first world stuff where we're like, oh, the computer generated graphics were sucks. bad. But like it, it, if we're talking about this as a film compared to other films of its type, this didn't hold this. It's, it's okay. Like I said, I'll watch this again, but the <laughs> CG was definitely distracting and bad in some points. Extremely. However, the CG in other points, the, 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 the job they did in other places was really good. Like when she, uh, the scene I'm specifically thinking of is when she takes the second, when she runs across no man's land and takes the trench. That looked good to me. Can we, um, I want to get back to the women. Yes. The, the yes. Thins. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So during that training sequence, there's a, there's like one Amazon in particular we're both thinking of, I'm sure. Um, it's that she's this muscular, like, like a she Hulk um, black Amazon woman. Yes. She is such an ass. She's just kicking ass left and right. Mm-hmm. She like takes a club in the back and doesn't even phase her. And she's muscular. Mm-hmm. She's very muscular. She's like, she's jacked. She's totally built. She did, but she, um, she doesn't look like a bodybuilder. No, she's not extremely she, cut. She's strong though. Mm-hmm. She looks like I mean, I, I grew up near a town called Pickford, and she looks like she's like spent her whole life like, <laughs> like a farm girl, <laughs> like hucking hay bales and like lifting sacks of grain and shit. But she, yeah, she looks really strong. There are other Amazons who are thin but look like kind of like that rangy strength. Gal Gadot looks soft. Gal Gadot oh, looks. Oh, I th- thought she looked fragile. She does. She looks bony she and does. fragile. Like she does. You could just snap her. Well, I say soft because like there are there's several scenes with like where you see her hands, right? Mm-hmm. And I, maybe it's because both of us, you and I, are weightlifters. Mm-hmm. Where we like lift weights frequently. I used to do, um, like I spent a lot of time boxing and things like that, and doing a lot of grappling. And your hands get fucked up when you work hard. And her hands are like baby soft, and her fingers are like pencil thin. Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 no. I just want to add to yeah. that. Um, I thought it was a really, really great detail that um, when you see a close-up of Hippolyta's hands in the beginning and mm-hmm. also later when you see a close-up of her hands when she's like looking at the photo at the very end, yeah. um, their nails are short. Yeah. They don't have like long, Which you see a beautiful lot, yeah. nails. It, they're like trimmed to be functional. Right. And I really appreciate it. Just that little detail. Functional is a good word because you and I had a disagreement about the skirts. You had a problem like you you guys were all calling them upskirt shots. But what I was saying was they actually live in a the world they live in. They're unashamed by their bodies and they're unselfconscious. And in that climate and with the mobility, the way that they train and the combat techniques they use require, we even see it when she tries on like quote unquote modern clothing mm-hmm. in like the early 1900s and everything's too restrictive. Their combat style, not just like, oh, she's a warrior, but their specific combat style calls for a massive range of motion. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're, the way they I dress have a problem is with that. actually written. Well, I know, um, but I was just saying like while we were but like it. there was like a I would consider it an upskirt shot and it could have just just moved the camera just a little bit and it would have been fine right but it's also um, a, but it's also a movie though you know um, what I mean? Like, we did. Did we need to have Chris Pine totally nude for like five minutes? No, no, absolutely not. And I thought that scene was ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I I, I was like super confused the whole time. Wow. No, I'm. For me, it's like okay. So, ooh, we get we get some scenes of like Amazon warrior women, and we get a few shots that are like this is kind of sexy. We get the complimentary, you know, the, the not complimentary as in free inclusion, but complimenting the Amazon shots. We get Chris Pine naked. He's jacked as shit. Leave those scenes in. Audiences like them. They're funny. Like this Chris Pine scene was funny. Like, oh, wow. It, this is going to be hard to talk about because I actually. for me. I was really, like, this is. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, I have a note specifically about the cop. Uh, the costumes for the Amazons. Mm. And I guess um, my feelings are a little bit swayed by um, a review I saw. Um, But um, I didn't have a problem with the Amazons training costumes with their, like, battle attire. the camera angles. Yeah, yeah. Um, They were were super functional, and um, they made sense. Right. Um, you wouldn't be wearing like clunky things to be training in. You know, you're gonna wear your spandex shorts and your sports bra. Right. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I did see um, sort of like a, a short interview with one of the extras who did this scene, and she was also in um, Batman v Superman, the other one where the Amazons were as well. I don't know. I haven't seen. I think it's Batman v Superman. Any of these, um, and she said that she liked these costumes better than the previous costumes, which covered more because they had, she had better range of motion and it didn't chafe mm-hmm. like the previous costumes. Okay. So I didn't have a problem with the costumes. I thought they were good. Okay. It was just like the lascivious eye of the filmmaker. It was just weird. Like it was unnecessary. Hmm. Okay. It, and it was just like that one shot. I was just like, why did they even... Mm, interesting. Okay. I mean, we don't have to stay on it, but like 300, you cut the sex scene out of 300 cause it's gratuitous and unnecessary. I'm just curious. Oh I'm just, God. I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. No, I just thought that that scene with Chris Pine was really clunky and awkward. Okay. It worked for me. It didn't work for you. I understand. Um, the, one of the big problems that I had was I, I think we jumped off. I think we are not, I think it's impossible to, to overemphasize how Gal Gadot does not look like a like a functional warrior. She doesn't. She doesn't look. She's like a she, model, and she looks like a model. Okay. No, I'm just saying. No, I know. I'm agreeing with you. I just she doesn't. She doesn't look like she can do any of the things she does in the film. She doesn't look like she can fight, and most of the time. I, I know they, you know, if you watch the behind the scenes thing, they say that they always say, yeah, they did a lot of their own stunts, an amazing amount of their own stunts. But most of the, like the crazy combat, a lot of the fighting stuff I saw was CG. Well, the yeah. And there are other the reasons fighting. that I don't believe that. I, I don't, well, I don't believe she could do it anyway. And she well, also was pregnant during part of the right. filming. So they're not going to have her do her own stunts. Yeah. I figured that, but like, like the stuff that is clearly Gal Gadot is like, she's blocking bullets with her standing. Shield. Yeah. Th- I wrote impressively. I wrote down, uh, I don't buy her physicality, but I love the other Amazon. Where are Godot's calluses? Where are her scars? Where are her muscles for, I mean, I, I know they showed that. Yeah. She feels- like I loved that. Um, What's her face? Her trainer had a scar in her shoulder and she mm. didn't cover it up or anything. I thought that was fantastic. Well, Gal Gadot heals really fast, so I understand why she has no scars. But I think that that, I don't like that because that the only reason that exists is to keep her pretty because she's our lead character and our lead character has to be good, nice to look at or something right. like that. But I wrote down poses because most of this movie <laughs> it was so fucking weird like sometimes uh, like like diana would would stop right and just mm-hmm. be standing but it was like looking at her you could tell or it seemed to me i suppose that gal gadot even standing was like very aware of where the camera was and would strike a pose mm-hmm. so she never looked at rest she always looked like she was like you guys can't see me at home, but I'm doing that <laughs> thing that people do when they get pictures taken of them. Like the really douchey people who get pictures taken where they like keep moving and they like tilt their head weird ways. She wasn't like always. She, yeah. She was posing for the camera. She wasn't acting. Right. And there was, there are bits where I like that. Like when she's taking super heavy machine gun fire in that, that's my favorite scene in the film when they're in the trenches Mm -hmm. and that woman's like, please help us this. You have to go and save my town. And she runs across no man's land when she, (laughs) I know, I know you, you hate everything about this movie, (laughs) but I'm going to occasionally have to say nice things. You you do have a, do you have anything positive at all? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, but like when she's taking fire and is forced to one knee, that's definitely a pose, but it's a powerful pose in the same way that traditional Greek performances in theater are are poses, and they they convey like. And it was purposeful, like it it yeah. served a genuine purpose. Yeah, but there was a lot of just like, like it. It's weird because she's a she's a model, but it's like she like Wonder Woman was a model too, and was like constantly. It felt like she was like looking for angles, and it was mm-hmm. it was very weird. Um, yeah, about the uh, the running across the battlefield scene. Okay. So it seems like um, Hollywood can't not put women in heels or wedges. Yeah. And I was like, how My- the fuck is she running across this crazy, uneven ground in those fucking wedges? I wrote on the no top. No way. Her, of- she breaks her ankle. First five feet. I wrote on the top of my page of notes, a preponderance of wedges. Everybody. 
products. Everybody, every <laughs> single Amazon is is in heels or wedges. Yeah, do like even just a little bit. Do they, do they do that in Atomic Blonde? Does she have wedges in Atomic Blonde? Um, she doesn't have wedges, but she definitely has heels. I, but I, she wears heels when it's part of like her sexy costume. But her com- I don't think her combat wear is that. I think she just wears like sensible boots. Anyway. Or like, why couldn't she just fucking wear flat sandals or boots? She I could wear boots. Get it. That really quick. Speaking of flat sandals, um, Gal Gadot, we were talking earlier and we will for the rest of this podcast because it is the most irksome thing about this. It's the one reason that I actually feel like Gal Gadot in the second half of this movie had a lot of good performance bits. She, I thought her performance was good in several spots in the second half of this movie. But the big problem again and again and again is she would like deliver a cool line and then she'd like punch a bad guy. And I'm like, no, no, because her knuckles look like they're made of glass and her arm is like so thin. She looked like, I'm like, she's gotta she's gotta eat some protein even when she was holding that tank up and you can see like her bicep sticking up yeah i was like you can only see her muscle because she she has so little fat on her body and i know that it's it's a lot of her strength is like a superpower and supernatural so she doesn't need to be ripped i totally get it no no yeah 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 but but my my point is is you pointed out that there are other you said i think you have a note specifically about tomb raider if you want to read that oh man because Um, because Angelina Jolie, who when she played Tomb Raider, was super fucking thin, but... Oh, I just wrote, she's not even pulling an Angelina Jolie from Tomb Raider. Like, oh, I thought you had a really long note about it. No, I, I just said something to you about, like, yeah. it's not even like Gal Gadot did, like, all of her own stunts and, like, was really physical and could do all of the actual, like, motions. And, like, Angelina Jolie, like, intensely learned everything that she had to do for this film and like did all the guns training not this not this film tomb raider tomb raider yeah Yeah. sorry um did all the gun training jolie would have been pretty cool like back in the day back in her tomb raider Mm -hmm. day she would have made a bitch in wonder woman but she was like a little bit beefier too like she had like muscular she had muscle tone you could see like like striations in some places you could see muscle tone in her shoulders especially and she just didn't look she didn't look half starved she looked like she could yeah in in that movie she take she gets beat up obviously because she's playing tomb raider she looks like she can take a punch though like when she gets hit and gets up Mm -hmm. you believe it but when gal gadot gets hit you're like oh my god someone help her (laughs) will someone help her she just got hit please help her but yeah so i can think of like three off the top of my head who are great examples of thin girls Angelina Jolie does that in a bunch of movies. Well, Salt, what is it? Yeah, wanted? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so in Come Salt on, and she Wanted, just she, like that's like her. She, but she's thin. Like she's very thin. She doesn't have a lot of bulky muscles, but she's so competent and so. It's like um, Keanu, uh, Keanu Reeves and John Wick is not mm-hmm. like a big beastly dude. He's like he got a little bit beefier, but he's mm-hmm. not like a like action hero. But he's so competent. He knows he has his skill set because in real it's life, like gravitas. Because in yeah. real, because in real life, he trained that skill set so hard that you believe it because he literally can do it for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta say, I uh, saw like they're like training clips for uh, Gal Gadot, and uh, I was like. Are well, you fucking kidding me? Really? Well, the, like, think about it though. Like, Tomb Raider and, and Wanted and Salt. Um, Charlize Theron in yes. Atomic Blonde. Oh She's very thin, but looks. She, there's some difference between her and Gal Gadot where Charlize Theron looks tough. Charlize Theron looks like she has been beaten to shit several times and can give just as good as she gets. Mm-hmm. My other two favorite examples are Daenerys in game of thrones she starts i even like this character more because there's an arc for her she starts Mm -hmm. as like very like light princess very meek Mm -hmm. but over the course of the show you can literally see her toughen up harden harden yeah yeah. and i don't even know if that actress did it might even be a performance thing because i don't think that that actress did like like work out or do sword i mean i'm sure they i'm sure everybody does yeah but like she doesn't come across as like Fay Princess halfway through. Whereas with Wonder, with in the movie Wonder Woman, I think Gal Gadot looks like a model from start to finish, and there's no moment where she looks mm-hmm. like a warrior. Mm-hmm. Or, she doesn't even like get dirty at any point. Yeah, she's always like perfectly clean, and her fucking hair. Oh my god, her fucking hair! It's not, I just want to burn it all off. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. <laughs> it, the, that is that was something that bothered me. 
because my my last example is Ray from Star Wars. Yes, yeah. She's she's thin, but she's, she's strong. She's thin, but she's strong and she looks competent all the time. She looks real. Mm-hmm. With this movie, the amount of times that Wonder Woman gets smashed through dirt or gets is surrounded by smoke or gets surrounded by like gunfire or bombs or gets thrown through a building or like has a has a car like exploded on her there's mm-hmm. oil in cars there's antifreeze in cars there's grease not once is there a speck of dirt on her ever and i know this is a hollywood thing where it's like well we got to keep them pretty we're gonna keep them pretty i um, want to fucking see her dirty me too i and i think that the way that this and i don't even think like um I don't think that like I'm not going to argue for absolute realism always in film because there's definitely a time for like, you know, crazy like representational like where people look great. Like who mm-hmm. do, who doesn't love a fucking action movie? Like but it's like a shitty action movie where like the hero like his his shirt rips perfectly and his hair is always well done. There's something fun about that. But this movie James Bond films. Yeah, exactly. Right. That is the place like, for it. But I mean, Daniel, have you remember Casino Royale? Do you remember how fucking filthy Daniel Craig gets in Casino Royale after that, right, but they didn't that, do that parkour chase? Well, the problem in this movie is they present everything else as starkly real. It's part of the film. Yes. It's actually part of yeah. the DC universe. This new weird hyper real that yeah. is wrecking their fucking franchises. But like they present this war really realistically in some places. The only thing that's unrealistic is that everyone's too pretty. Chris Pine doesn't really get jacked up either. No, the, the, the cohorts do, but I think mm-hmm. that's part of their character trait is like they're dirty, scummy dirty, people. Yeah. And what, what do we learn that like our, our, our dear protagonists are too good to get dirty or mm-hmm. I don't like that. I want like some saving private Ryan grime. I want some gunpowder. You know what I mean? Like get, get them grimy. Mm-hmm. If you had, if they'd like done what they did to Charlize Theron in Mad Max to Gal Gadot, oh my. There's another great example, Charlize Theron and Mad Max. But like, it, if she had been dirtied up, like if her hair had gotten fu- like fucked up and like matted on one side with blood. I have and- a fucking note for this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> why does fighting? I would have believed it. Why does fighting make her hair sexier? I don't know. It get, it get, it got like there was this one scene where her hair instead of like. It doesn't get snarled. It's not like fucking in her mouth all the time. <laughs> it just like, it got like more volume and it got like curlier and it's like blowing back from her face. And you're like, oh, Gal Gadot, you're so sexy. I don't know. I was mad. I like, just fucking tie your hair back then. I, I it, have. I mean, come on. I do have a couple notes. There is, I just noticed there is at least one moment where somebody gets dirty in this movie and I fucking love it. When Chris Pine, I know you don't like the scene, bear with me. When Chris Pine gets out of the uh, the pool or whatever. And yeah, the weird like natural hot tub, sparkly, glowy oh, water God, the, thing. The spa that I want to go to. Um, <laughs> but when he goes and puts his shirt on, I wrote down, I love a good, dirty, cream button up. Oh yeah, Indiana that shirt Jones. Was so fucking dirty. Oh my god, but it's it, it's <laughs> every it, immediately every <laughs> Indiana Jones movie you've ever seen. Why do you wear <sighs> Why do you wear a like tan, a light tan shirt into the jungle? You know why? You know why? I'll tell you why. So it can sweating. get all fucking filthy and then you look great in it for the rest <laughs> of the movie. When he's putting that shirt on, I'm like, all right, Chris Pine's my favorite character now because he's wearing himself an Indiana Jones shirt. <laughs> I want like 10 He's of those. He's a dirty man. I just want some like, like light poplin work shirts just so I can get them fucked up and look amazing in them. That's all I want. Um, I also wrote down Chris Pine's traps are jacked. When he was backing toward the camera and you see his back, Jesus Christ, he's burly, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, here's one problem that I had with the, the Chris Pine stuff on Themyscira. And the stuff. Well, that first battle when the Germans like... Okay, you're telling me that in all the history of the world, no one has done exactly right. what happened here. Is like just stumbled upon the magic land of Wakanda, which has its cloaking device around it, <laughs> and uh, where Wonder Woman's vibranium shield was forged. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, th- we just saw, we just saw that Diana. 
you must train her 10 times harder than any Amazon's ever been trained. She's got to be the most fucking on point warrior we've ever known. And that, that scene that we had just seen, it kind of supposed to demonstrate that that had happened. And Mm -hmm. here she is apex Diana. This is our wonder woman. She's on her game. She just fucking killed that guy. Like what? Chris Pine. No, 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 no. My, my thing was she gets her mentor killed because she's, literally like standing flat-footed on the beach not looking at anything she did so much fucking staring in that scene i was like what is she doing that's what i said i wrote she's just hiding behind some rocks with chris pine making out well no i wrote down head on a swivel diana you just got the second best amazon killed the first best obviously being the giant black woman who was kicking so much ass but yeah i mean seriously like we just saw a scene that establishes her as apex amazon and here she is like and there's a dude walking up like not even walking like screaming running at her with a gun and she's like what what's going on oh my god look at all these men (laughs) oh my god i can't do that voice because it's offensive but i'm glad you did because literally that was like that's what it was it was like oh look uh, Gal, I'm sorry. Diana is striking a pose because she knows where the cameras are, and a German's about to shoot her in the back of the head. And her fucking, you know, if they just fucking cast and, like anybody else, and Princess Buttercup has to fly in out of nowhere oh and take a gunshot, dude. All, thank you for pointing that out. I was like, oh my god, it's Princess Bride. Yeah, I was like, Princess Buttercup is now a general. Woo. Okay. Uh, but seriously, but seriously, oh my God. I I know that some of it fell flat, but for the first half of this movie, is Chris Pine not the best part of the movie? All that shit on the boat, like the I'll sleep with you. Also, come on, okay, fine, fine, I'll come sleep with you right now. Like he's <laughs> he's genuinely a good actor. He's funny, and he carries a lot of the scenes. His I deliveries are so. I thought that was so... kind of that that same in, fell into the same camp as the like weird scene in the bath. Tub. Oh come on! I heard. I like, I, you can't lie. I heard you laugh. There were giggles, the, but then I was just like, oh, "What she does came this to even the, do?" She came to the conclusion that well, men are oh, required for procreation. Yes, that is where I giggled. <laughs> yeah, that was the I'm giggle. Saying. That was funny. Um, there's a great line uh, right before they leave the island. I, I wrote down. Oh a, my god, her mom's such a good mom. Her mom is a good mom. I wrote down a few lines because there's there is definitely some stuff in here that I. There were moments where I heard dialogue and was like, <gasps> and then my second thought was it, the moment the writer wrote that line, he's like, that was gold. That was a good yep. one, guys. Pat on and the back. The Rupert. one is, um, mm-hmm. the one is uh, when her mom says, you know, if you leave, you may never return. And Gal Gadot says, I'm just going to keep calling her Gal Gadot because in my head, she's not Wonder Woman. No. But Gal Gadot says, who will I be if I stay? And I was like, oh shit it 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 like peaked some like deep like primordial part of me which it which always loves that like noble sacrifice the honor bound the, the principle yes where it's like i have to do this because my principles will not allow me mm-hmm. not to mm-hmm. even though it cost me everything i have to go integrity yeah 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 i love that and oh i love integrity i'm a man of integrity well i'm not but i wish i was <laughs> um what, what did you think of uh, our red herring villains? Red The Louisiana villain. Axe Man and Dr. Poison. I call him the Louisiana Axe Man because that actor who played fake Ares, the one that she thought was Ares, he plays the ghost of the Louisiana, the Axe Man oh, of Louisiana yes. in um, American Horror Story yes. Coven. I was like looking at him the whole movie. He's I was so like, how do I know that. this guy? I thought he was from Supernatural. He, but uh, now that you say that. We just saw something else that has him in it, but I can't remember what it is. Hmm. Anywho. Um, so him and the weird, Dr. Poison. Yeah. Um, I thought that he was just sort of like generic ultra bad guy. Uh-huh. And I was just like, me. Um, her I really liked. Me too. I, I was really intrigued by her character. I haven't. Go ahead. Um, and I liked that they made her ugly, but I mean, I know they only made her ugly because she's, she's bad, bad. Well, I actually liked that too. And I have a note, which I think we maybe should address is I said, is it weird that I think Dr. Poison is hot? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not even talking like her picture, which she's pretty in her picture, but like with that weird thing on her, that weird like prosthetic on her face that she has, she's fucking smoking and like that weird <laughs> hatred in her eyes all the time. I was like, ooh. With her hair pulled back super tight. Oh, yeah. That like, that like crazy <laughs> the, severe like, ballerina Nazi bun. bun. <laughs> Nazi bun? Yeah, the super severe Nazi bun. You clearly haven't watched enough Nazi exploitation. <laughs> she films. understands that you have to tie your hair back to do shit. <laughs> Oh my god! I I mean I I was kind of embarrassed by it because none of you responded. <laughs> but like when she's like running around with that like that fedora with the the thing tipped up and her like green pea coat, and I was like, that's a great look for her. She looks really good, and no one said anything. And I was like, maybe they didn't hear me. I was like. I think that hat looks great on her right now. She's looking, doesn't Dr. Poison look good? And you guys were dead silent. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking weird. No one else. I was just like, what? Why are you even talking about her hat? Who gives a shit? She looked, she was so fucking fine in that outfit. God damn, girl. You kidding me? I don't know. Something about that. Something about that outfit. And yeah, but no, I loved, um, I loved that prosthetic. It was so cool because it wasn't like, I'm Dr. Poison, you know, but it was almost that uncanny valley thing because it turned mm-hmm. her mouth down a little bit and it pulled one mm-hmm. side a touch too far. Mm-hmm. So something was wrong, but she looked fairly normal and it right. was disturbing as all hell. Speaking of it. making her ugly, though, when they eventually did take that thing off, yeah. they didn't make her ugly enough. Well, like, no, why can't they fucking make women that, ugly? No, that's realistic. That's realistic. She has a really specific injury. It's in her voice, too. She suffered a mustard gas attack. That actress did a perfect job oh. she because her she's like i see where you're at her her throat is soft because the well, like vocal cord damage Got and it. her lungs too what mm. happens when you inhale mustard gas i did some research for a short story once when you inhale mustard gas it l- starts to li- it like yeah it liquefacts your your lungs first and then your internal organs if you get too much exposure to it and the soft tissues of your of your like sinuses and face too so but if you just get a little bit like for example hitler was able to survive a mustard mm-hmm. gas attack he, god damn it <laughs> right so like it didn't always kill you but if you got like stuck in a cloud you literally would start coughing up your own lungs because they mm-hmm. were liquefying yeah so she that character i think suffered from some sort of gas attack hence her fascination with gas and i think what happened mm-hmm. is that she lost the soft tissues of her face to on that one side. I just think they could have made it more extreme. I think they could have too. I'm uh, Hollywood I, is I just afraid to it. make women ugly, and it makes I it don't think crazy. so. Have you seen Monster? I think that that's an exception. I think there are a couple rather than exceptions, the rule. Yeah, but like, and I think there are certain actresses who will go for it. I don't think DC is ready necessarily to do that. Like, it's DC. They'd be like, that's that's like that's literally. They make the male villains hideous. It's Disney though, it's Disney. You gotta think that like that would be like saying like why they don't... made fucking Chris Pine dick jokes. They did, yeah, but like that's that's culturally acceptable. Do you really you 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 understand why they didn't do it? I'm with you. I'm bummed that I'm bummed that they're weird about uglying people up more. Like if you're gonna, for example, in the war scenes. That guy lost. Oh my god, they could have made made it like so much worse. But they're also shooting for a PG thirteen because this is a cash cow. If they make people too ugly, that might have even been a censor note. We for all we know, think about that. I suppose like that's if they like jacked her face up super bad, they'd be like, mm, kids can't. I don't think kids can handle that, and they get a censor note to scale it back because we live in that sort of society. For all we know, we might have seen Chris Pine's dick in the original cut, and the censors were like, <laughs> no, we got to put that away. Maybe Chris we- Pine's. Fine. <laughs> his mighty elm uh well he's above average bird but we might have oh. seen i know i loved his like weird brag that was so oh great my God. um but you know like we might have seen think about it and like if you're following the mythology carefully we should have seen amazons and we should have seen one-breasted amazons but there's no fucking we way should, they're gonna fucking make lesbian love scenes i'm so mad there's no way they're gonna let that fly in a disney movie i mean a dc movie there wasn't even like any illusion. It's like everybody was just sterile. Like really quick before we get off of her, oh, <laughs> Doctor Poison, I'd like to get on her <laughs> or get her on me. There's two other things I want to say about her, and I'm sure I'll touch on her again. Damn, touch on her again. Wow, <laughs> buddy, like, you need to just like slow watch down. that movie again right away. Oh, God. <laughs> 
uh, you can you can stay down here. I think I will. I'm gonna tissues. sleep. Do you mean sleep on the couch? Are you telling me to sleep on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> was that your polite way of being like you're not welcome in the bedroom today? No, no um, that's what I'm saying. Just, just. I was making a dick joke. <laughs> um, the th- that actress. I think like as far as performance goes, Chris Pine has a lot of great moments. Mm-hmm. But I th- honestly think that the, she was like on point the whole the fucking actress, time. I think the actress who played. Um, Dr. Poison was the best performance in the film. Like her Better voice, than fucking her like vocal cord damage voice is consistent all the way through, and it's it's accurate and awesome. And she has this some there's there's something she's doing with her eyes. This is more measuring flicks territory. Her like super subtle facial expressions yes. and things like that, and the way her eyes like glint or or soften. She's got like and, Rasputin eyes. Like, her she eyes are mesmerizing. Did. I mean, she had fucking half her face covered, and we were still, like, entranced. Now, this is not necessarily, like, Tom Hardy-level eye acting. Okay, Or okay. Daniel Day-Lewis eye acting. Oh, no, anyway. sucking. But, uh, no, she's, like, she's she's amazing all the way through this movie. Mm-hmm. And there are some really great moments, like, for example, where actual Ares walks behind her and gives her the idea for that mm. formula. I've never, I, well, not never, but like I, that is a hard thing to do is to create the facial expression of, oh, I've just had an idea mm-hmm. realistically where you're not like, Eureka, you know, oh. but like to have that subtle shift in your face where you just had an idea, mm-hmm. she does it so well right where there. Where her eyes sort of like sparkle or like light up. Well, they like, they almost like unfocus because she goes into her head and then there's a, mm-hmm. she, she like turns her head and then her eyes look for paper. She's like, oh, it's ding. amazing how well yeah. she does in that moment. And then there's another moment later. I think Chris Pine shines too. The, Chris Pine and her by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. That whole scene mm-hmm. is fucking primo because mm-hmm. he's got that. His German accent is pretty good because it's subtle and it's like aristocratic. It's mm-hmm. not like that. So doctor poison, you know, it's yes. not like that weird Indiana Jones again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not. It's not stupid German. It's. He does a really good job with it. And then, oh my God, that was a great line. Um, A living act of entropy. Oh my God. When he describes fire and he's like, don't you love fire? It's it's beautiful. It's like a living act of entropy. And she, he's, that's dark. He's saying like truly dark, weird things right now. What's entropy? Entropy is like, um... It's like the the decay of things. It's like b- things being consumed and eaten and diminished and dissolved and destroyed. Mm, okay. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm wet. What? That's <laughs> literally what you see in her face. Like that's like DC. That's like the, as close as DC comics will ever get to be Dr. Fate being or Dr. Poison being like, I just, I just flooded my panties or whatever, you know, like, dude, you can, you can see it in her eyes. And it's she's not like, just that. Oh my God. Somebody gets. Me. Yes. It's not just the like, cause you can tell like maybe she's a little interested in him because mm-hmm. when when they break when she breaks off her interaction it's because she's jealous of gal gadot because she kind of likes chris pine a little Mm -hmm. bit which is cool to see in her character like a romantic interest because normally when you have like a weird villain like that they don't have a handicapped character well they don't have i mean villain because usually villains are so single-minded that you don't see them as real people but she has sexual needs she's still a human Mm -hmm. and in that moment she's like chris pine oh hot damn and it's not just like he's hot it's he understands fire oh my god the nuance of her like because she doesn't say anything chris pine is making this bitchin speech and he's doing great and you're just watching her reaction her performance is totally non-verbal but you're with her every step of the way you Mm -hmm. can like hear her thoughts she's Mm -hmm. so goddamn good right there Mm -hmm. i love that shit and her it's like her eyes are like like a, a she's almost afraid to let herself hope that here mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. here's somebody who might understand me but she's like wary she's got that like skittish animal look to her oh mm-hmm. oh my god i cannot praise that scene and that actress and chris pine too because he's great throughout the whole <laughs> movie he genuinely is the high point of most of the film super kudos mm-hmm. to both of them mm-hmm. um but and then and then you have gal gadot saying things like oh a baby <laughs> 
All right, we're going to put a pin in it right there. Uh, same deal as last week. Bert and I haven't done this in so long that when we sit down to chat now, there's just um, verbal diarrhea, just a flood of, uh, of content. So the file size got a little too big and I couldn't upload it as one episode. I could have externally hosted it, but this, the iTunes app has been kind of fucking up lately when we do that. So I'm going to just split the episode into two. But rather than uh, turn this into a couple weeks worth of content, I'm just going give to uh, give it all to you again. Sure. So yeah, it's a twofer. So head on, head on. It actually should just be in your iTunes. They're going to drop at the same time. So go on and uh, and listen to episode number 48, the conclusion of uh, the official Chatman and Robin uh, review of Wonder Woman.